Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Holy moly, I hope you're ready for this one. Today's episode is one of my favorite kinds of episodes. I am about to share with you an interview that I had recently with a Nutrition Coaching with Nicole graduate. When a client is ready to graduate from Nutrition Coaching with Nicole, that means she has not only reached her big powerful goal, but she feels confident that she can sustain her progress moving forward and maintain the skills and the healthy habits that she's developed on her own into the future. And I had the pleasure of interviewing the most recent Nutrition Coaching with Nicole graduate, Kara, and I'm going to share our interview with you today. Kara started her weight loss journey at about 200 pounds, and today she is currently confidently maintaining in the 130s. But I can assure you that Kara has not had an easy journey. In fact, Think of anything that could possibly cause a bump or a barrier in your weight loss journey, and Kara has probably faced that. And yet, she persevered. And it is because of her perseverance and her willingness to dig into not only the physical stuff that's going on in her life, but the psychological stuff, the mental stuff, everything that goes on beneath the surface, that she has been able to create such wild success, both in her body composition, as well as her mindset and her relationship with food. I would love to start by just having you introduce yourself. Just tell us a little bit about who you are and what life looks like for you. Sure, Uh, my name is Kara. I am a dance and fitness instructor as well as a nanny. I'm married. I live in Lidditz. Um, no kids, but I do have a sweet little Aussie doodle <laughs> named Luca. I love it. Oh my gosh, we're such dog people around here. So uh, <laughs> the dog babies as well as the real babies. Yes, yes. <laughs> so Kara, do you remember why you initially committed to nutrition coaching? I had lost a little bit of weight previously. So I think that, and not that it's all about weight loss, but when I was like at my heaviest, I think I was like over 200. And then I got down to like, like the one seventies. And then I just kind of like plateaued for a super long time. And I knew that I wanted to create like some healthier habits. Like I definitely had like the fitness thing down for sure. And I knew what to do nutritionally, but of course, like living it out is a completely different story. You can know all the things to do, but like actually making it a part of your life is a can be a challenge. So I knew that I needed something and I needed kind of like an outside (laughs) source to like push me in the right direction um, because I just wasn't like able to commit to myself at that point. Um, So that's why I started. 
I love it. So I have a question for you. Your previous weight loss, before we started working together, how did you do that? How did you lose those 30 pounds? It was it was over a long period of time and there was a number of factors that played into it. I think the very first thing I did was um, I was on a few different antidepressants at the time. And that's how it, I think that's what actually made me gain the weight in the first place sure. because they while they like did, I mean, there's a time and place for medication, I feel. And while they did kind of get me out of like crisis mode, um, and allowed me to just like, not feel my feelings as intensely, um, for the time being, like, I just got to the point where I I just didn't care. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, eating whatever. Cause I'm like, Oh, ah." it just, it made me feel a little numb. Um, so I feel like that's kind of like how I gained it. And then, so losing it was, I think partially when I went off the medication, um, I got in touch with my feelings a little bit more, um, and was a little able to tune into my hunger cues, uh, which I hadn't been able to do previously. And that, and I think like I was very involved in the fitness world, um, at the time. So that kind of kept things going. (laughs) That's awesome, especially seeing as you've made it a lifestyle, which I think a lot of people would be curious as to how that happened. Like, have you always been into fitness or did that manifest during that time in your life? I had a, I co-owned a yoga studio at the time. So I was just like teaching a ton. Um, We did yoga, bar, Zumba. I even taught a couple hit classes. Um, It was group fitness space. Uh, so I was just always moving <laughs> and, um, and then that on top of my own workouts, like it just, yeah, there wasn't a time where like I was sitting <laughs> basically. Wow. Wow. Talk about an active lifestyle. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> so the activity certainly helped in addition to maybe coming off or lowering the dosage of some of those medications right. that turned off your hunger and fullness cues that kind of just zoned you out of feeling that played a big part in your initial weight loss. What happened then? Did it kind of just stop? Did you feel like what was creating the calorie deficit had worked, but then nothing was working? And for what period of time were you feeling like you were stuck? Uh, I would say it was probably a few, I don't know, a couple of years where I was uh, stuck. Um, And I think that I just couldn't, I just wasn't making progress because I wasn't able to slow down enough to really focus on, you know, how much I'm eating or like, as I was working out so much, I was consuming a lot. And I also wasn't, uh, I was drinking at the time and would just like, I was like, work hard, play hard. So I just feel like I wasn't ever really, um, that's why I didn't have the calorie deficit, (laughs) um, because there was like a lot of output and then a lot of input. So that's very different now. (laughs) Uh, I'm much more tuned in. I don't move quite as fast as what I used to, uh, just as far as like workflow and just how much I'm taking on in general. I'm much more dedicated to like my mental health. Um, so that was a huge change, I think. Is it accurate to say that you are moving less? Like, are you doing less exercise? You're nodding. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know. And it's wild. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, it must be the pole. Like it must be like you're, you know, you're working out so hard. I'm like, I'm doing the least that I've ever done <laughs> in my life. And it feels good. Like, I mean, I still love, I'm still very active, but I just don't feel like I have to like punish myself or I don't know, or work super, super hard to get the results that I want to. Yes. Yes. Releasing that exercise as punishment mentality and acknowledging that moving is fantastic, totally healthy, great for mental and physical health. But there comes a point where you can have too much of a good thing, especially if there's that counterbalance of, but I deserve to eat. Like I deserve to treat myself because I exercised for X hours today or X minutes. So take us back. 170 was kind of your starting point when we worked together what did you do? What were some of the action steps that you feel like have been the most impactful in your coaching journey? Definitely was not eating enough protein. (laughs) So, uh, we started there and I remember in the beginning, I was really struggling with that because I hadn't been eating nearly enough protein. And I remember feeling actually a little sick in the beginning. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, is this normal? (laughs) But right away I noticed that I was feeling much more full, um, had much more energy, uh, right off the bat. So I feel like that was the first major focus that kind of jump started the fat loss. Yes. Protein. A lot of people just don't realize because yeah. I mean, protein is in most of the foods that we eat, like getting a hamburger or a hot dog or whatever the typical American diet may look like. Right. But we fail to acknowledge that in those things, there's probably an equal part, if not more carbon fat compared to the protein quota. So that's, that's a big stretch for a lot of people, especially active individuals to realize how much protein their body needs to recover from physical activity. And then on top of it to lose body fat. Yeah, for sure. So 170 was your starting place. Where are you now? Where are you today? So I think I was like 174-ish when we started and now I'm like 137. So yeah, it's crazy. And I, when I started, I didn't really feel like I had a hard and fast goal. Um, I knew that maybe like I would feel good around 150 and then we'll see. And then it just kind of kept going and I felt great. So I, I never felt like I was restricting myself either as far as eating goes. Um, so yeah, it's, I've come a long way. (laughs) You have come a long way. And when you say it just kind of kept going, you really are telling the truth. Like throughout our time together, you just kept inching forward. And of course you were super consistent with kind of the action steps and the habits that we committed to working on together, but it never really felt like we reached this point that happens in some people's journey where it's like, okay, I'm stuck again because I'm in this caloric deficit and now it stopped working because my body has caught up with what I'm doing. And I have to decide if more fat loss is worth it, or if I just want to maintain here, maybe like five, 10 pounds heavier than what I thought my goal weight would be. I think the fact that you didn't really have a hard and fast goal weight was super helpful. And you kind of just rode the wave. Like I'm going to do this for as long as it feels beneficial for me. And as long as I'm enjoying the process and feeling really good and it just kind of kept happening. Right. So how did you know, Kara, that you were at a place where you wanted to confidently maintain? 
I think just that I felt very secure in some of the healthy habits that we've created. It kind of like set the stage for fat loss. Um, so like this working on sleep and the parasympathetic um, activities at night, all that just, I felt very like solid in and like stress management and like taking care of my mental health, like everything felt manageable. Um, I didn't feel like I was like, Oh my gosh, like, so I'm so stressed out or like I'm in a crisis mode again, you know? Um, so I think just seeing all the other things in my life were kind of like coming into place just made me feel like, Oh, I can, I can do this. And like, I, yeah, I don't know, just easier to maintain when things are going well in other areas of life. (laughs) Did anything about the journey catch you by surprise? Like, was anything that we did together different from what you had tried previously or different than what you thought you would have to do in order to create fat loss? I never thought that working so much on like the psychological aspect of things would really affect the, I mean, I I mean, saying it out loud, you're like, oh yeah, of course, working on psychological things will affect the physical. But like that was, I think the deal breaker for me. Like it wasn't even so much that we were like tracking all these macros or anything like you would with traditional nutrition coaching. Um, It's yeah, for me, it was really like we're digging into the whys of um, like behavioral patterns and decision making. Like, why, hmm, why do I keep, you know, doing the same thing over and over again? <laughs> or like, um, and just noticing different themes that would come up um, just in my life. And uh, yeah, and then like, you know, my relationships. Digging into that really made me get down to the bottom of why I'm then choosing to make certain decisions about the food that I'm putting into my body and realizing that a lot of it is maybe like due to emotional things that are coming up. That's the gold nugget right there. That's what I I hope everyone pulls out because that is magic. Because (laughs) if you think about, I mean, all the stuff that can happen with our relationships with food, fearing food eating more than we need, eating not enough, making sure that we are, you know, following all the prescriptive food rules exactly as they're supposed to be followed. All of those things manifest in physical ways, but are 100% emotional, mental issues, turmoil going on on the inside. So the fact that you were so receptive to working on some of that psychological and, and mental stuff is why you've been so successful. Now, I think a lot of people listening might be assuming that because you've had such great success with fat loss, you had an easy go of it. But I know that that wasn't the case. Like life happened for you. Like it happens for everybody. And this was not a journey without bumps and hiccups and just some really crappy weeks. Yes. Do you think that because you figured out how to create this fat loss with real life happening and you didn't quit during the hard weeks and you didn't throw in the towel when you had like some family emergencies pop up. Do you think that speaks to the sustainability of your progress? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there were definitely times like during the journey where I was like, I was literally thinking about, I'm like, maybe I should just call her or text her and be like, you know, I just need to take a break from this. And I'm like, 
well, this is it. Like this life doesn't stop happening. Um, and we can't predict, you know, these major life changes. It, it's never going to stop happening. <laughs> so you either commit to the process or you don't. And that's kind of like, I mean, it sounds pretty harsh, but it's like, <laughs> I feel like because I decided to stick it out, that's why I'm where I'm at today. And like I said, not just like healthy physically, but also like mentally and um, emotionally as well, because I worked on managing all that through these big life crises. And I will say that you do need to be able to be compassionate to yourself and show yourself kindness through that. So like earlier this year, when my dad passed away, I mean, I was managing so, so much. I had so much on my plate, but I knew during that time, like, okay, like this isn't a time for me to be like, you know, in like fat loss mode and be like, you know, <laughs> uh, be super intense about like, you know, what I'm eating. I mean, yes, like be mindful and I want to eat to be able to support myself in a healthy way, but I'm not going to be super focused on like the scale, you know, or like measurements and that sort of thing. You do have to give yourself some space during those times and just focus on doing like the minimum whatever your like non-negotiables are. And I know like, I'm just like repeating all the things that you told me. <laughs> I love it. And honestly, I love you telling everyone and it's not coming from me. Yeah. So music to my ears. Um, no, but that, but that's really all like the non-negotiables, you know, whatever your bare minimum minimum is, whatever is the least you can do to sustain you, just hang on to that. And if you can hang on to that during those really hard times, then you're not starting from ground zero when you come out of that. Um, so it's not like this back and forth, back and forth. You're just maintaining during those times. And then when you come out of it, you're like, okay, now I can start building my momentum up again. So yeah, that was huge, huge for me. Yes. This journey requires so much grace and so much self-compassion because Curveballs are inevitable. And if we give up every time we have a bump or a curveball, then we're only learning how to succeed in those easy breezy seasons. But at the same time, we can't hold ourselves to the expectation during a really hard, crappy, terrible, traumatic week that we do during a totally fine week, right? We have to say, hey, what can I do given my circumstances? That might be like scraping the bottom of the barrel. But if yes. it's not giving up and it's not completely saying, it doesn't matter what I eat or that I'm completely right, right. nourished. You're still doing something. And then you're right. You can just wipe the slate clean and pick up where you left off when the dust settles a little bit. Mm -hmm. Kara, I have a question for you. There was a particular time in your journey where I know I was blown away by your progress because it just seemed to increase at a rapid rate. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure why. I'm very happy for you. Not surprised that you were making progress, but the pace at which you were losing weight was surprising to me. And I reached out and I said, what's happening? Like, mm -hmm. what's going on here? What do you attribute this to? And you told me that you had made a pretty fundamental change in your lifestyle. Do you remember what that was? 
Yeah, I stopped uh, drinking alcohol in I think beginning of July. And after I made that decision, it just kind of seemed like the weight just kind of just seemed to fall off. (laughs) It was not that I was drinking a ton before. I had definitely tapered off over the past few years. Um, But yeah, it's that was a, a huge, huge step. And I'm feeling so good right now. I'm just noticing that like, I also just feel like mentally like more clear. So yeah, it's been amazing. (laughs) I was just like, so on board with celebrating with you. First of all, I didn't know that kind of committing to the sober experiment was something you wanted to do. So you told me that that's what you had tried. It made sense because obviously alcohol contains calories. And usually when we're drinking, we are more likely to snack a bit more or choose something more hyper palatable. Right. So uh, it sounds like a lot of benefits far beyond weight loss have resulted from making that decision to reduce or eliminate your alcohol consumption. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. Congrats, by the way. Thank you. So Kara, I want to put you on the stand for a minute and just have you think back to how you felt when you started coaching. Maybe a little confused a little frustrated that you knew what to do intellectually. You are a super smart individual, but it just wasn't coming together. The compliance, the implementation was just not there. What do you think would have been helpful for you to hear at that time, knowing what you know now? Hmm. I think that just maybe hearing that I can do it. Like I just, I think I had this, not that I was telling myself this consciously, but subconsciously, I just thought that like I could reach a certain point and then not maybe go any further than that. I had a lot of limits, um, around like what I was capable of. So honestly, just having someone telling me, no, you can, you have the potential and you can go further. You can go as far as you want to like, uh, just having someone in your corner um, saying that you can do it, I think is pretty like life-changing. I think that, you know, so often like we maybe grow up with like certain mindsets uh, around our limitations and uh, maybe like parents or siblings who have maybe told us, you know, this is like what you can do, or this is what I did. And it's going to be the same for you. So I think just having someone come in and cheer you on makes all the difference. Someone to help you rewrite the stories. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. And you have done a beautiful job rewriting your story. I am so freaking proud of you because at the end of the day, it was my pleasure to help you and walk alongside of you throughout this process. But Kara, you took all the steps. You did all the things. You get all the credit. So congrats for arriving at this place. I know it's hard work, but (laughs) I am just so appreciative of the willingness that you brought to learn about your body and how to nourish it powerfully. And I am so beyond excited that you feel confident about sustaining the habits that you've learned and the skills that you've developed far, far, far into the future. Nothing makes me happier. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Honestly, this was such a joy to work with you. And you have been a, a role model 
client. So I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate just all the time that you put in and just even when I was going through some of those like tougher times, you were always there. You always understood. (laughs) Um, Just when life got crazy. Um, And so just thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.